0: Did you want to come cook with us? Vamos, let's get cooking. Your preschooler can swing into action with Dora in boots for a musical adventure in her brand new podcast, Recipe for
1: Adventure. It's Dora's Recipe for Adventure, and she's cooking up special treats with all her friends and family. We've got everyone's favorite dishes. Paleta! We're cooking up a family adventure, and Dora has the perfect recipe. Listen to Dora's Recipe for Adventure wherever you get your podcasts
2: so a lot of times when I'm reading when I'm reading the script, I won't know my kids are behind me. They're like, Dad, you're you're talking out loud, you know. Like, but but like quiet, like I'm talking to like a crazy guy on a bus. Yeah, you you're just you're just kind of reading in everybody's voice. And they're like, Dad, you're doing it again. It's like I have to hear it that way.
0: Welcome to Spongebob
1: Binge Pants. Nickelodeon's official podcast about all things Spongebob. I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grande. Here we are. We are at the... Final episode of season one of SpongeBob Binge Pants. I can't believe that the day is here and that we get to celebrate this day with the one and only Tom Kenny. This is part two of our two part Tom Kenny interview. We're going to talk about such incredible things. We're going to talk about uh, Tom's POV on SpongeBob in the greater context of cartoon history. I get to ask some questions about, of course, my favorite, the SpongeBob Broadway
0: show. We're talking about how Tom Kenny himself is also the voiceover director of the three Spongebob shows currently in production, and we've got more viewer-submitted questions from you, our listeners, and to top all of that off, we have got a really fun game that is going to test Tom Kenny's masterful voiceover abilities, so you do not want to miss it, and this is the highlight of my week. End of season one, we did it, we're here, enjoy part two, listening to Tom Kenny, here we go. Generation Sponge has grown up loving the show and reading the credits and learning who's worked on it and being cartoon geeks the same way that, like, you are such a cartoon fanatic and you really appreciate cartoon history. We would love to know. I was that guy. If you can kind of – you were that guy. Exactly. And we would love to know because you are such a cartoon enthusiast and and historian and expert and everything – Uh, If you can even remove yourself from the show, how do you feel about SpongeBob SquarePants in the grand scheme of, like, cartoon history? Like, where do you feel like it sort of belongs in that space?
2: That's hard. I gotta leave that to history to see, but it's amazing that it's uh, had the footprint that it's had and continues to have, and there's a lot of uh, reasons for that. I think timing and vibe and kind of being out of step with stuff that was happening at the time, it was kind of a you know, it was kind of snarky, yeah. snarky days, and uh, sarcasm and looking askance and making fun of stuff. And here's this totally guileless lead character that doesn't have any snark whatsoever; like he doesn't even know what it is. And I think people were kind of craving that without realizing that they were. But but it's not a namby pamby show because there are people like Squidward that bring the snark from outside, and then SpongeBob defeats it with pure positivity and optimism. <laughs>
1: Surprise! Surprise! Happy, happy birthday, Squidward! Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday! Happy birthday, happy, cake! Happy, 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 birthday, happy birthday! Pin the tail the, the seahorse! Happy, happy, happy birthday!
2: Happy birthday, Squidward! The uh, late 90s were not the greatest of times, and the 2020s are... are yeah, yeah appreciably uh, worse, you know, to me, I guess maybe that's what made SpongeBob uh, have those legs. And and yeah, said that footprint. I know that in terms of statistics and math, uh, it's cool to be a part of something that's been in constant production for that long and hasn't changed where it came home to me where that it might have some kind of legacy Hopefully is when they did like greatest cartoon characters of all time. TV Guide magazine did a whole bunch of covers, you know, that was like, but they mashed up Popeye, the sailor and SpongeBob. So, and Popeye's my favorite character. My whole shelf is just Popeye stuff. That's another thing Stephen and I bonded on was our love of Popeye uh, the Sailor Man as a character. And oh, uh, awesome. so it's this TV guide cover. It was a mashup cover. It was uh, Popeye as drawn by Stephen Stefano, who has actually done... Stuff for SpongeBob. So, De Stefano drew Popeye on the deck of a ship, like pulling up this anchor. It's got seaweed dripping off it and stuff, and then hanging onto the anchor is like SpongeBob, like hi. And Steve, Steve drew SpongeBob. Steve wow. drew the SpongeBob. It was a mash. It was a, a mashup, you know, like wow. a, a jam.
0: Tom, tell me you've got that framed in your house somewhere. Tell me you have. Yes, yep, you do, right? Yep. Yes, I got a hold of awesome. the original
2: art and I got it framed with a TV guide cover, like that. For me personally, that was where I kind of felt like. SpongeBob had arrived like wow if SpongeBob could be in the pantheon of this thing and it was just so perfect that they put those two characters uh, together on the cover
0: So Frankie is, is so a part of the world of Broadway, and I am not, and it's been so fun to get to learn about the SpongeBob show, but uh, Frankie, take it away.
1: Yes, thank well, thank you, Hector, for that marvelous introduction. Um, but yes, <laughs> I, I have had a chance to work with many of the actors in the Broadway show, being a Broadway actor myself. Um, what was it like for you to get to be part of the Broadway musical in front of that live audience?
2: That was amazing. They shot it in, in England. I mean, that whole Broadway show thing was crazy because... I know Steve wasn't sure about it at the beginning, you know, like, I don't know, you know, does this really need to exist? Mm. Like, what's the need for this besides corporate synergy? (laughs) Does it really need to be this? And then I I saw him kind of take to the idea and take to the challenge of it. And then it turned out to be something really amazing. And part of it was, you know, the actors that they cast, that first Broadway cast, were incredible and they really embodied those characters every bit as much as the voice actors did. Yeah, it was terrific. And so then getting to be patchy in that that one-shot performance there in the UK. <laughs> ah, I told you I'd be back! <laughs> oh, and there you are! <laughs> Three, four! In the- yeah, it was, just, it was just amazing to be a part of that and, and be a part of those people and watch them work. The cast, all of them uh, could not have been nicer. Danny and Ethan, they were so great. And everybody was so, Wesley's amazing. And those people work so hard. And in a show like that, even the people who aren't up front the whole time, it's kind of like, like the animated show. That's why I really identified with these people and was in awe of them, was that... It's a few people pretending to be a whole lot of people. So like the person who's townsperson number one is also this, this uh, seaweed monster and is also this pirate. So they're just (laughs) working hard, like quick change artists, you know, in fact, going to see the Broadway show at previews in Chicago and then in New York uh, with Steve there at both of them is one of the. Most memorable moments of my life, my adult life, anyway. You know, just just incredible. Like again, uh, uh, cliche, but th- those moments where you feel like you're dreaming. Like this has got to be a dream because this can't be real because it's too weird. It's too pleasant. Like there's (laughs) there's no downside to this. Like life conditions you to always you're like yeah (laughs) things are going great now but I'm waiting for a shoe to drop and that's generally how life is. Not to be uh, not to bring things uh, crashing to a sad place. But but that is kind of when Steve passed away that was the shoe dropping. It's like wow you know this is great. It's it's, all SpongeBob's great. Sometimes SpongeBob takes over the world. SpongeBob keeps conquering new arenas. Broadway show and, and. and then Steve got sick, and that was just kind of a reminder that real life can intrude, and and you got to treasure every moment, and e- you, you just got to treasure, yeah, everything that's not absolutely horrible. Anything that's not absolutely yeah. horrible. Is wonderful to me. Like it's gravy. Yeah, everything that's not yeah. super <laughs> horrific is 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 frosting on the cake to me. When you approach life that way, kind of makes it a little more uh, doable. <laughs> you know, you're you able to sally sally yeah. forth. And we were so happy that Steve was able to see that. It was terrific, and I know he loved it. I know he loved it, and uh, and he dug it, and he was proud of it, and was uh, gratified that like this thing this thing that he made was like in this whole new place and it and it didn't suck into that world and being embraced by them, you know, because I'm a newbie and we try to be that way with non-voiceover people that come into SpongeBob too. You want to be welcoming and you want to say, hey, you know, this might not be your main occupation, but it ain't rocket science. We'll help you figure it out. We got you. And I totally felt like they had me. I totally feel like everybody had had my back, the actors, the stage people, the flying harness uh, guy, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah,
0: you came in on a harness, Tom. You dropped in from the sky. They're like, are you afraid of heights? I'm like, nah,
2: (laughs) I don't care. I I trust you guys. It's like, have you guys ever killed anybody, ever dropped anybody? They're like, no. I'm like, perfect. I'm fine. So uh, yeah, it was terrific. (laughs) What an experience. (laughs) One of those uh, things that like only comes around once. It's like, wow, I'll I'll probably not get to do this again. It's kind of like being in the Super Bowl or something.
0: with this entire career, you are now the voiceover director on all three SpongeBob shows. We would love to hear your view on directing, kind of for where it started for you to today. What do you love about directing, and what is the most challenging thing about directing? Oh, cool. Directing?
2: Yeah, that was an, another thing that I wouldn't have done if not for Steve Hillenburg. You know, one of the many things, like, wow, because of Steve, I, I yeah. di- I'm doing that. I I probably would not have agitated for that on my own it was not an aspiration of mine at all like like what i really want to do is direct or i want to move Mm -hmm. out of voiceover and uh, voiceover performing and do more directing yeah you know that wasn't me at all i didn't even think about it It was never even a thing spongebob is such a weird show like the the humor of it is so idiosyncratic and also the way the way the show works is so idiosyncratic and unusual it doesn't get made the way other shows do like the model for SpongeBob is is different from everything else I've ever worked on so when they were looking for a voice director I think they wanted somebody from inside that uh, that knew the actors, that knew the characters, that knew the world, that knew the show, that knew the shorthand, so to speak. So Steve said, how about you? Have you ever thought about voice directing? I said, no, uh, no, I haven't. I said, let me think about that. What would that be like? So then the first thing I did, I was like, I wonder if that would be weird for the other actors. Like your fellow co-worker is suddenly kind of yeah the guy who's... A little bit in the driver's seat performance speaking, a little bit. You know, those guys just do what they do anyway. They know it's not like I have to tell them how to do Patrick or Squid or Sandy, you know, but or Mr. Krabs. But but, you know, Let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about Mr. Krabs, Clancy. <laughs> so I went to each of them individually and asked them, like, like I, I called them, like, if I was a voice director, would that be weird? Be honest. Wow. You know, I don't want things to be weird between us. Like, like if getting married would make things weird, let's just keep living together. Yeah, <laughs> Every one of them said, no, I can't believe you're even asking this. You're such a goofball. And, and I said, well, you know, I want to ask. So I guess it was Steve that said, you know, you're kind of doing it anyway from the booth. When you go, hey, you know, maybe we should do this. Or maybe if SpongeBob says this, this way it'll feed Patrick better for that line. Or squid, that, that'll give Squidward more of a thing. I said, well, if that's how you guys want to go, let me know. We took hiatus because the season was over. And, and then we came back mm-hmm. and... I hadn't really heard anything. And I was like, okay, I guess I get the directors get good because I probably don't need any more on my plate anyway. It's probably a blessing in disguise. And (laughs) we showed up for the new season Mm -hmm. and I said, who's going to be directing? And they said, oh, you. You are. And I was like, wait, what? Oh,
0: oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that, that's my whole life is just getting thrown into situations that you're not sure if you know how to do them. And then you sort of rally and go, wow, I actually did that. But I did say, I said, if I suck or you guys aren't getting what you want or it's not working, no harm, no foul. <laughs> just tell me and hire sure, a real sure. voice director that knows what they're doing, which I totally don't. And we'll and we'll move on. And it actually worked out pretty good, you know? So that's what it's been. And I really love it. And then that kind of has led to directing stuff outside the spongebob universe so again there's the hillenberg factor that's kind of a super new thing that i have in my life that when you get to be a certain age i think for a lot of people new challenges just stop coming they just don't happen you know you do your job and then you start winding down and you're mm-hmm. getting into whatever you're like, I guess i'll retire and then i'll go fishing but it's kind of nice <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, You well yeah new stuff instead. is coming yeah. down the pike all the time and and it keeps you engaged and and excited and and energetic and at least feeling young, if not being young. So, so it's, uh, it's been great. And and again, Hillenburg, 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 all roads, uh, all roads lead to Hillenburg.
1: And now it is time for ask me anything. Asked by at TD. NG, um, this is the top-liked question, by the way. Uh, do you ever start doing your character voices by accident? Like you're holding a normal conversation and start doing the Spongebob voice, or when you're talking to the kids, do the Spongebob voice? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, no, but I know like when I'm reading stuff, we've got three shows
2: in production at the same time. These are scripts that I'm, uh, I'm dealing with right now.
0: Whoa.
2: So a lot of times when I'm, reading, when I'm reading the script, I won't know my kids are behind me. They're like, Dad, you're, you're talking out loud you know like, but but like quiet like I'm talking like a crazy guy on a bus. <laughs> yeah yeah you know, you're just you're
0: just kind of reading in everybody's voice and they're like dad you're doing it again it's like I have to hear it that way. This next question was asked by fans like at Pate Streams and at Victor J. Cowo. Has voicing SpongeBob impacted you in real life? What impactful moments from fans have you experienced? Wow, 100% impacted my life. A lot of that we've been talking about, like in
2: unforeseen ways. Yeah. Just being this cog you know, being this the vocal component Mm -hmm. of this thing that makes people happy, makes them laugh, makes them have a a less, uh, if they're having a bad day, it makes them laugh for 11 minutes. Or they think back to when they first saw this episode or, yeah, you know, they associate it with positive things in their life, people that they watched it with. Maybe some of those people are no longer with us or or maybe you're still friends with that person. You're like, wow, that's because of SpongeBob.
0: And now, it's time for the I'm Ready Challenge. Oh, wow.
1: Tom, we're going to give you a classic SpongeBob line and ask you to read it in several different t- ways. So the line is, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And we would like you to say it first as if SpongeBob had a cold.
2: Oh, okay. So let's see. Sometimes you got to reverse engineer this stuff. You go, I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, so let's give him a call. He's got the suds. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: (coughs) Amazing. All right. That was amazing. Um, Next, we want to know if SpongeBob were super angry.
2: Oh. Uh Uh-oh. I better turn my mic down for this. Because otherwise, you'll be like, I'm going down three pegs. (laughs) Hector, Frankie. I have been wanting to say this for a long, long time.
1: I'm ready. (laughs) Yes.
0: Tom, can we hear the line as if SpongeBob were in slow motion? Oh, cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) <laughs> Tom, you're having too much fun. I <laughs> don't. Well, thanks to you guys. <laughs> Next prompt for Tom, go for it, Frankie. Okay,
1: um, I'm ready. As if SpongeBob were singing a love ballad. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. In a whisper, ASMR style. Hmm. I'm ready. That stuff is so, you guys are weird. <laughs> That's um, great. All right, I'm ready as a question. um, Oh, so like a Valley Girl SpongeBob. Uh, uh, hello,
2: I'm ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and finally, as a pro wrestler. Great!
2: Wow. Let's see, SpongeBob is a pro. Let's see a I, pro. I, I, I am a big wrestling fan. I go to a lot of wrestling, especially Lucha Libre. One of the great things about Los Angeles. I took I took a bunch of the SpongeBob crew to Lucha Libre just recently. Awesome. Uh, here, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, man. Straight out of East L.A. SpongeBob, Spongevato. Uh, great. So, uh, let's see. Uh, as a pro, so a pro wrestler would say, yeah, "I'm ready." But SpongeBob will,
1: "I'm ready."
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boom!
2: Thanks for watching.
1: Wow, as Dora the Explorer would say, Lois Simos, we did it. Uh, what an amazing way to, to end with those. With those <gasps> Tom Kenny is such a master. And even just with that little fun game that we played, which was uh, like uh, unbelievably like revealing about his talents and also how he feels about SpongeBob was just one of the highlights, I think, of my entire
0: season with you, Hector. That was so cool. Absolutely. It has been one of the best jobs I've ever had. I love you so much, Frankie. This is such a delight to be able to do this with you. I got to re-explore this amazing show from the very beginning, from the ground up, season one, and talk to all the amazing people we did. There's just too many people to, to, to list off that is that, so cool that we got to talk to, and I would love to... In addition to thanking you, Frankie, thank everybody behind the scenes who helped us, our producers, our editors, our tech people, everybody who helped put this podcast together is so great at their job, and it was always so fun to get together every week and get excited about talking about SpongeBob. So there you have it, folks. We had Uh, the easy
1: job you and I had. Yeah, we we did. had the easiest (laughs) job of everyone that you listed. So uh, thank you again.
0: I would like to also extend my thank you to everyone uh, behind the scenes who made this possible. Thank you so much. You got it. So that was season one of SpongeBob Binge Pants. Please let us know what your favorite episode of the season was, what your favorite moment of the two-part Tom Kenny interview was. It was all so great. And thanks again to Tom for sharing some of his time. He is a very busy, busy, busy guy. And if you like what we're up to over here, spread the word, write a review, and keep watching cartoons.